Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Today, I am so super excited to bring to you this beautiful soul, Amberly Rose. Amberly is a sacral somatic therapist and devotee to the divine feminine, supporting women to come into a loving and sacred relationship with their bodies, sexuality, and innate feminine essence. And we go really deep in this conversation. We talk about a lot of different things, and I'm super, super excited to share it with you. It's really about coming home and learning to really embrace all parts of you, releasing any shame, any guilt that might be associated with sexuality or your body, and really learning to love all parts of you and to reconnect to these different parts of you that will really allow you to experience more pleasure and joy and intimacy in your life with yourself, with your partner. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful conversation. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. So I'm here today with Amberly Rose, which is really exciting. And we're going to be delving into lots of different things, really focused around sexuality and reconnecting to your body. And we'll just see where it takes us because we all know that <laughs> I myself, when I'm doing my own podcast episodes, I go on many tangents. So we'll see which tangents we take today. Um, but yeah, I'm just really grateful that you're here. I'd love to start with just a little introduction of who you are and, and what you do and what you share with the world. Yeah, thank you, Monique. Ah, so yeah, my name is Emily Rose and I am a psychosomatics therapist and I work with women to really, yeah, come into loving relationship um, and intimacy with their bodies and with pleasure and with sexuality and sensuality and a large component of that is stripping away yeah the the beautiful name of your podcast the the good the good girl a lot of it is deconstructing and unraveling where this mask sits in our body and our life um so that we can feel yeah more authentically into yeah where our own aliveness is um and, and the way that I do this with clients is working with, um, yeah, one-on-one -on -one practices and one-on-one -on -one devotional body work as well to actually work through where numbness and pain and disconnect sits in the body and just really slowly, gently love that into sensation and aliveness. Mm, I love that. It's just so beautifully put um and it's so important and it's something that i deeply resonate with and i've shared publicly as well around 
like my own sexuality journey and reconnecting to myself and having that intimacy with ourselves that like we tend to focus on having intimacy with our partner but we forget it actually has to start with you and I, I say it all the time it always starts with you whether it's boundaries whether it's like having a conscious relationship um speaking your truth or whatever it is it always starts with you yes and I so often find that sometimes it can be like a little bit of a <laughs> disappointment um, almost when women start looking for this work because they're like, I want to be multi-orgasmic or, you know, I want to spice things up in the bedroom or they're looking to like solve or fix a problem in their relationship that's to do with sex. And then it actually is a process of bringing things back to really, really boring basics um of actually coming into connection with their own bodies and a lot of that requires a slowness and a stillness that isn't this explosive um grabbing of yeah these really sexy attractive things that people see on the internet all the time the buzzwords Um, (laughs) yes all the buzzwords so it can be yeah a little bit of like oh you mean like i actually have to like feel some stuff in order to feel more pleasure and orgasmic and alive in my body I actually have to feel some of these other things that yeah don't seem related but yeah Yeah. can be yeah they're very deeply entwined with our sexuality and our sensuality yeah and that that's so aligned with like what I support clients with as well of like it's it's embracing all of it and it's a learning how to feel mm. all of it, not just like chasing the highs and the goods and the like kind of ecstatic, like like you said, multi-orgasmic experiences. It's actually just slowing things down and connecting to the more subtleties and also the stuff that might be blocking that. And it's like if we can't mm. connect to our own body, how do we even know what we want? So how do we even know how to get to that multi-orgasmic state because we're so disconnected and like you said, numb, to our own body and then we're just wanting like to be able to connect with someone else and have these explosive experiences but we don't even know how to actually feel like the depth of our own being so how are we going to get to the depth of like multi-orgasmic experiences if we can't feel Mm. so it's it's so important and I love what you shared around as, as well like the wanting to jump straight for the big explosive experiences like I want this thing and I want that thing and it's like actually we've got to slow it down and come into our feminine energy because it's like what I see a lot of the time is just people running around in masculine energy of like go 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 fast 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 do 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 instant gratification giving 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 like it's just so much outward energy and it's quite overwhelming for the nervous system and I think it's really balancing that and starting to slow down reconnect to your feminine and allow that orgasmic energy whether it's multi-orgasmic and explosive or whether it's actually really subtle and deep orgasmic energy whether it's even sometimes you can get really really deep deeply intimate with your your grief and your anger and your sadness and that can take you into a really beautiful intimate experience with yourself that you didn't know was know was possible which opens you up to more of those joyful uplifting experiences as well just in my own experience yeah I so agree and I could feel like instantly as you were talking like I could feel my shoulders starting to drop back and my heart starting to lift and crack open and that's what 
that's what actually physically happens when we start to allow ourselves to feel those those deeper things that that's in the way of what we think is pleasure. Um, yeah, is this real bittersweet kind of uh, painful is not the right word. Um, tender, mm. yeah, this tender cracking open. Yeah. Into more pleasure, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And when we've been so closed and disconnected and numb for so long, there really is a cracking open which can feel uncomfortable and different and foreign and like, oh, what is happening? But it's like in that cracking open that you get to be more receptive because it's like if we're in this constant like go, 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 give, 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 I need this thing outside of myself, then it's we're not actually in a receptive state. So in order to receive this beautiful orgasmic experience, you need to be in that receptive state and really connected to the body to surrender into that. Mm, yeah. Mm. I'm losing my voice already. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there was um, a part there that I wanted to share around, um, I guess, the speed, the speed that we're taught um, to go in pleasure, being that our main education is either either from religious standpoints, which is usually around abstinence, or being from the the porn industry, which is from a masculine coal oriented um, ejaculatory process. And we can see so instantly in that how, you know, like sex work is life work in a sense. There's, there's no, as soon as you start working with your relationship with sexual, uh, sexuality, you can see so obviously how the way that you are behaving or interacting or receiving or giving um, or treating yourself in that process filters out into the rest of your life. And, and in that way that, that you speak to this, this pushing and this rushing and this forcing um, to get somewhere um, and it looks really glorious on the outside. You're like, yeah, I'm doing all of the things. I'm making all of the right sounds. Like, um, I'm pleasing my partner in this way. And then a lot of the time, most women's internal experiences are just this like, oh, I need to get this hurried up and over because I've actually got to get on to the next thing or... <laughs> Like I, I've spoken to so many women and I was so horrified when I was a teenager and I would hear, um, you know, I had a lot of older relationships um, with women either in workplaces or my sister, for example, is 14 years older than me. And I so I would hear all of these conversations about um, sex with their partners and wanting it to be over quicker because they had shit to do or they're too tired or like, yeah, and it was really a bizarre concept for me at the time that I didn't really understand because my sexual experience was so different. Um, but I sort of, as I've been unwinding a lot of freeze in my body over the, the past year, like I've actually found the patterns in myself as well where um, I'll enter 
um, you know, a sexual encounter to like tick something off the list, to tick intimacy off the list. Like, you know, intimacy and connection should never be something that we just like need to get done and over with. And that was what like I, I was finding these parts of this pattern um, that I'd experienced through conversation. I was like, wow, actually, yeah, that's just impatted, that's patterned through life. And I could feel where like there were parts of me that were really not connected to the experience at all and that really struggled to say I'm not in this experience I want to stop and it took me like several times of catching this and feeling it before I actually got the courage to say hey can we stop Mm. and to, to experience how much bravery and courage that actually took because I had to remove this part of myself or remove myself from the part that wanted to caretake and to look after somebody else's ego and somebody else's feelings and that wanted to make lots of meaning out of what saying stop or slow down actually meant Um, and then when I got to be able to say stop during sex or lovemaking because I actually wasn't present. I actually wasn't that into it. I was just doing it because I was like, tick, this means we're still connected and intimate. Um, Like I actually just got to breathe and feel my body and then have a really beautiful, tearful experience that then brought intimacy because that was where my actual vulnerability sat in that moment. Mm. Um, And and, and I so often do that, well, less less now, but so often we do that in life too where we, we can't say stop because that feels like where the vulnerability and the fear is, but it's actually what comes up when we say stop mm. that we're scared yeah. of feeling. Yeah, I so resonate with everything that you shared and, yeah, like even just kind of ticking things off the to-do list or like kind of, already thinking like well I've got all this other stuff to do so you can't even fully be present and I think that is such a a massive thing of like why we're not actually enjoying our lives and we're stuck in the stress survival response and just in autopilot and we're like wondering where the passion in our lives went and where the joy went it's like well we're not even actually here right now we're somewhere Mm. in the future or somewhere in the past like dwelling on what happened and then freaking out about what's next and how much we have to do like that's just not a place to be open and receptive and orgasmic when we're like out in our head especially just thinking about the past and the future we have to be here and now we have to be in our bodies in order to feel in order to actually get to an orgasmic state and then like so resonate with that as well of that fear of saying stop of like what is the story that we're attached to or the fear of like what is actually going to happen if we say stop like what is that worst case scenario for you and getting really clear on that because once you actually have that awareness of what it is that's blocking you or preventing you then you can address it and like it does take a few times to catch you in the moment of like oh I see now I have that awareness yeah I'm doing this and then there's that fear and then you you hold that fear with love and you just have so much compassion for yourself and it might take you a few times to kind of like oh like (laughs) build up that courage and once you do though it's just so liberating and you face the fear and you realize oh I didn't die (laughs) I'm okay yes (laughs) and then it is it's so expansive like 
I've had such a similar experience as well of like just kind of feeling like I've just got to go with it or like my thing was well I've started now I have to finish like that stuff around um like if you start and don't finish you're a tease or you're frigid mm-hmm. or it's like kind of I remember like the kind of talk in school it's either if you don't do enough stuff you're a frigid if you start and stop you're a tease and if you do too much you're a slut so it's like you can't actually win in that scenario you're no just <laughs> and judge no matter what so then you're just fully in contraction no matter what you do <laughs> Yeah. yeah, whatever level of sex you participate in, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically like, what that tells you. Yeah, exactly. And I just, um, I just put out like a, a blog post this morning, and I was um talking about, um, like, am I doing it right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. like that kind of feeling of like, and it was very much like it shows up in all areas of life. Like I love how you weaved that in earlier of like your relationship with sex actually does affect the other areas of your life and it's like this big kind of saying came through this morning of like am I doing it right and especially with sex it's like we're not really taught but we are there are like conditionings and stories of this is the right way to do it and one size fits all and if you do it this way then you're this and you're wrong and it creates so much fear and con- constriction around self-exploration and like finding what mm-hmm. actually feels good and pleasurable for you because what makes one person like feel a lot of pleasure and really open up and experience orgasm will be completely different to another person and the pace that you need to go will be different between people but also different between when you do it one day and another day like it's not like i found my thing and now that's what i like forever and I found that mm-hmm. really challenging with my relationship. And then I started to actually speak up about what I wanted and what I didn't like. And he was like, well, I, I want to know what you like so I can actually like give that to you. And it's like, well, I'm afraid to tell you I like this one thing because then you might think I just like it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just wouldn't say anything of like that fear of like, well, I, I don't want to say like, yep, yeah, that's it because yeah then it's like you might just keep doing that one thing and it's not always right for me so it's been a massive journey of actually just opening up the throat and being able to communicate moment to moment rather than like here's the manual this will work forever (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yes and it's so interesting um that none of those models or those conditionings at all will have um being modeled off the female body either (laughs) yeah and and the time that that takes and it's so interesting um i love what you said about being in the fear of like you know he's asking you for what what you want and what you like and then there's this sneaky little fear of oh but you'll you'll put me in that position forever um and not necessarily like that sexual position but um (laughs) like you'll put me in that position in life forever and I just had this flashback to this retreat I was on instantly where um you know it was a regular women's retreat that was the third one I've been on um and men were invited into this space um to witness the women in their full expressions um in many different expressions and um we held them 
um, in their sharing afterwards of their experience. And one of the things that blew my mind was how little understanding um, or literacy there was in the emotional body and how they had this perception that if you feel one thing, the emotion is who you are. Mm. And I was like, wow, no wonder we're so scared to, to show anything that we feel ever because then we're instantly put in this little box of, oh, you're the sad person or you're the angry person or you're the scared person. I was like, oh, I just had forgotten how much um, or how little movement there was for most people in an emotional spectrum because they're so scared of being uh, placed and stuck in that one area if they say how they feel or if they say what they like um, they'll get frozen in that by someone else's perception not even just our own like because quite often we get stuck or frozen in our own experience if um we're unwilling to meet it in its fullness, mm. but also then we're getting stuck in other people's perception of what that um, means about us. And I was like, oh, just, yeah, I hadn't even placed that um, in an intimate physical context yet yeah. either. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's like we've kind of just forgotten that we're the experiencer we're not the experience like we aren't the emotion we're the experiencer of that emotion and it actually doesn't mean anything about you it but we we make it mean something and that's what creates a lot of this contraction and fear and resistance and yeah it's for me it's really learning like remembering that we're the experiencer and it's, mm. it's okay to experience all of it, the rage, the grief, the sadness, the joy, the pleasure, the orgasm, like all of it. <laughs> yes. Yes, so much. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I find something that's like in relation to expression, something that I definitely struggled with for a long time and it's something that I've worked on quite in depth and intensely for many years is around expression and that's really where my story began is like I could barely say hello to someone let alone like moaning and groaning and actually letting myself just be fully like kind of wild woman and connecting in that way and I would just like I love what you said as well of um when we're talking about kind of the the standpoints or the like kind of it comes from either the religious background or it comes from the porn and it's like you kind of see or hear or think it should look or sound a certain way but there's just so much shame around just actually your true expression and it either does feel like mm. you kind of got to have very little expression or you've got to kind of fake it <laughs> and like make it to be a certain way and I've definitely played with both or like kind of got stuck in both mm. at different times in life and then it's been definitely the last like couple of years and it gets stronger and stronger more um that I do this deeper work around my relationship to sex but that authentic expression coming through where it's like it literally feels like I'm losing control <laughs> which mm -hmm. is terrifying um and it gets easier and easier like the more that I just really lean into it and I'm really blessed to have such an incredible partner that's able to hold space and welcome all of my expression 
but even when I like I've not always known that he's that kind of person but I had to really do my own inner work in order for me to feel safe to fully let that out but it does feel like you've really got to let go of control and it's like a really deep vulnerable experience of surrender and like Mm -hmm. sometimes I end up crying out of nowhere sometimes I end up like laughing literally like losing my shit laughing and it's just like so expansive and so liberating but I'm like I'm not meant to laugh during sex or I'm not meant to cry (laughs) (laughs) and then like other times I'm just full-on dremoring and having like some kind of traumatic like or trauma release which is so healing but it, it can be quite uncomfortable and I think what's helped me is because I've done a lot of this work for a long time now that it's familiar to me where I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what's happening. But when you don't know what's happening, it can be quite scary. Um, and then like other times it's like even just kind of like I can feel my face like just doing its own kind of expression thing when I'm in that deep surrender. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even want to know what this looks like. So, like that's the experience I've had in the past where – it's getting easier and easier just to embrace and love it all, but it's definitely quite a journey. Mm. <laughs> yeah, wow. Those are some some real layers that we go through, isn't it? There's um and you and you kind of see this in different clients where there's this layer of like stripping back vulnerability or in a sense a nakedness. Um, during sex and that kind of first layer is that like oh what do I look like what do I sound like what do I smell like what do I taste like that pulls you out of the experience and then you know that's kind of where a lot of women start is um, in their um, I guess their journey to a deeper sense of self-worth and self-love is with with the body image and with embracing that part of themselves and with seeing themselves in the mirror with um you know allowing their partner to see them you know when when you're working with um, women who can't have can't be seen naked with the light on or you know and there's 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 that kind of like that physical top layer um which is so important not when i when i say it's like the surface level it doesn't doesn't mean that it's not um debilitating if it's there or if that's not important um but it's like then you kind of get into that next layer of that that vulnerability of like what if my emotional body is seen in this and it's kind of kind of that next um, layer and it really I love that you brought um, that deeper physical healing process um, to the conversation because that is actually what I work with women. In, and that's the place that we get to is actually how can we have deeper somatic healing experiences um, when we have enough safety in the body like that's what we're capable of doing but yeah most people don't have a reference point for that mm-hmm. so it's really scary or it's almost re-traumatizing but, and they don't have a partner that they're with that can hold that so mm-hmm. then they go Deeper, deeper in and contract more and or go further up and out of themselves um but really what's what's available um 
when when we're able to you know cultivate enough safety within ourselves through slowness through the breath through our regular practices through focusing on developing an intimate relationship with ourselves then we can bring that into relationship and like play with those layers at a really um gentle pace that feels good for us and then and then what becomes available when we're able to drop those masks of performance yeah. when we're able to uh, feel safe or be willing um, to be seen past what we're showing our partner all the time, which is that level of control, right? Like what happens if I actually drop all the masks, all the positioning that I hold in this relationship, all the positioning that I hold in this life, what happens if I can actually be willing to drop that? And then let someone meet me in that and hold me in that. You can have like lifetimes, past lifetimes, um, you know, just instantaneously without any time frame, without any pushing or forcing or fixing, just roll through your body and your experience and just yeah I, even healing's like not enough of the word um and i quite often don't like healing because it's you know associated with something being wrong or needing to be fixed mm. but for me i love integrating like integrate literally means mm. to become whole and that just feels so much more resonant mm. for me um over healing nowadays like it just it makes so much more sense to me um, and I love that like healing does kind of give the idea that there's something wrong that needs to be fixed and there's nothing ever wrong with you. There are wounds, mm-hmm. there are hurts, there are tender spots that need to be loved and cared for, not like poked and prodded at and fixed and <laughs> into a way that is like looks perfect or tick it off the list. I've dealt with that trauma and it doesn't work like that. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> love myself more let me just like hold myself with tenderness through this because like what i've found for me is there's often multiple layers to one thing like a trauma Mm -hmm. can be almost like it's it's like a bigger thing than just like yep i've done this particular practice or experience and now that's done tick it off it's like actually there could be deeper layers that show up later and if we think oh i've healed that Mm then we're like when it comes back up or it resurfaces we're like oh i must have done it wrong it didn't work like i'm doomed like i'm back at square one and we feel so defeated and unmotivated to like or kind of in judgment of self and our experience rather than like oh there's still a little bit more there or there's another layer of that let me hold myself again and and tune into what i need which comes back to like the importance of that slowness and being connected to yourself and in tune with yourself so you can hear the body's messages of like there's this new layer surfacing which it's now able to surface because of the work you did before it's not coming up because you didn't do enough work it's just now you've done like like you're saying like that surface or that foundational work you open up to the next layer yes um, unification was the, the word that I heard, but I love integration so much um, because it's this real bringing in of, you know, the, the, the pain that we're 
that we're feeling from these wounds is just this, this, I guess, the separation of like pushing or rejecting these these parts away from us. And I like, I just had this image as well when you um, were talking about the layers um, of almost this. It's it's deeper and deeper of of the wound, but it's actually how much more can I feel of this? Mm. Like it, it's not doesn't necessarily always be need to be like a new layer or aspect of it, but it's like mm. oh, I've actually just built so much more capacity in me to actually feel more of this. Yeah. Um, rather than to like cognitively process or like mentally masturbate over the thing, yeah. it's like how much more can I feel um, now? And like, ah, uh, there's just so much coming up around like language and empowerment embodiment. It's like a little <laughs> bit overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I can feel that in in embodiment pieces as well like there's quite often this this real focus on um the body is a physical but not necessarily the layers of the emotional body and like building capacity and the layers of the emotional body and the intelligence that they hold Mm. um and what they're teaching us all the time and and like part of part of what i work with with women in is actually slowing down enough so that we can hear the really slow soft nuances of our emotional body and like actually being able to come down and in and really focus on <sighs> the places in our body that really want to speak to us. Um <sighs> and being able to breathe into those places in the body. And then that's when sound gets to be more organic and authentic when we're listening to those pieces and not trying to make up what it's going to be. And then there's kind of like this, this switch that happens as well like I love like I could just hear how much like oh we get so like caught in this this trap of I need to heal this I need to fix this I need to do this and yeah when we start to come down and in there's almost this this flip and actually what empowerment is and it's like allowing allowing women um and men um realize how much agency they have in themselves to be able to listen to those parts you know like there's this constant outreach and pushing and seeking for someone to tell me what's wrong with me for someone to tell me what to do next for someone to tell me how to run my business for someone to tell me whether I should leave my relationship for someone to tell me how to have sex 
for someone to tell me how to touch my body. But there's really nothing that you and I have to do with a client. Like I've experienced your magic in sessions and there's really nothing that you actually ever have to do other than hold the space for me to go into my own inquiry and like to be able to be witnessed and express what's happening for me inside my body and what the wisdom of my body is actually telling me. You're not sitting there interpreting that for me, telling me what my dreams mean, telling me what my body is telling me, telling me what's wrong with me. Like you're just holding the space for me to be able to actually like, yeah, like bring it. <laughs> I'm just doing things with my body that nobody can see. Because... <laughs> um, because that's where the language kind of moves to in a sense, which is so helpful for um, being able to be in receptivity. Um, but yeah, it's actually bringing me into a space where I can receive myself. And sorry, this was a really long loop round to actually integ integration was like, that's what I heard from integration. It was like, instead of healing these wounded parts of ourselves, it's like slowing down so that we can actually receive these parts of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. a really beautiful journey you took us on though. Like you can really feel it's not necessarily like the mind talking, like it's, it really feels like it's just coming from your being of like what wants to be shared. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's mm. what's, really it's available to all of us and it's really learning like the slowing down and coming into the present and you've got all the answers within you sometimes we just need a little support or like some space held and just to be heard and to be witnessed and it's so powerful like i've experienced like massive transformation um this past year in the coaching container that i'm in and just mm. rather than like kind of giving like advice or just sharing like my own experience it's like actually let me help you get your own answers and let me just hold the space while that comes through and i think it's so powerful and what i feel is like the reclamation of our own power because i'm not doing it for you i'm just creating the space for you to actually reclaim that for yourself and find that wisdom within and then it's like you've you've all you know that you've always got that you're just like it's a remembering and it's tapping back into what you've always had access to and i find with like integration what i often see is like it's bringing what's kind of been suppressed or shamed or pushed away or rejected we're bringing it out of the dark and we're seeing it and we're witnessing it and we're meeting it with loving presence that it actually gets to come home these parts of us no longer have to be so afraid to come forth or so like i'm so unloved and so horrid like i actually just get to come home and be loved and it's almost like this relief like i see the different emotions and the inner children and the different parts of ourselves that we've either been told were bad or wrong or for like received conditioning or messaging or something that said this is not okay that part gets to just come back into the light and be loved and like it's just this like oh yes like those unmet needs that we've yeah had for so long <laughs> just finally get to be met and it's it's really for me like just embracing all of you and allowing that authenticity to flow 
I found for me like with what I was sharing about kind of letting go of that need to control in the bedroom and just letting that expression come through and that was very uncomfortable in the beginning I found on the other side of that was just experiences that I never thought I would ever be able to have and there were these moments where I'm like oh my god I'm not broken (laughs) and it was just like it was so emotional it's like oh like holy shit I can feel that oh I can experience that I just kind of like put that on the list that that's just never going to happen for me and just accepted that but it was actually through doing this healing work of like starting with the body image and going into the emotions and touching new places of myself of like oh my god like I just never thought I'd be able to feel anything there or I never thought that I'd be able to have that kind of orgasmic experience or heart awakening experience or all these crazy experiences that I've had I'm just like wow it's actually possible on the other side of like meeting what's initially quite uncomfortable and I resonated with what you said as well around when you finally said stop and you like took those moments to just cry or be with whatever was present and then you were able to actually reconnect to the intimacy and Mm. I've had a similar like similar experiences as well when I've actually said you know what just I need you to stop right now and I've just breathed and I've like calmed my nervous system and I've just let myself like resource and maybe I've expressed um, to my partner what I'm feeling or I've maybe had a cry or whatever needed to come through and we've just stopped with no intention to continue and once I process what's coming up then I'm like oh I'm ready now and it's it was really funny like the first time I was like actually I think I can go again now <laughs> and it was like it was so bizarre for me to be able to even say something like that like, keep going I feel better now. and then it was like the most amazing experience being able to actually voice you know what I had my moment now I'm ready and I was like oh that's just so liberating and empowering <laughs> yes being able to stop and start as you like and then being able to know that if you didn't want to carry on that would also be okay like yeah yeah yeah, we get so fixed in these yeah I love what you said around um I have to finish what I started like I have to be in one direction like there's there's this real and I guess that that's that real linear um, drive as well, isn't it? When um, when you think about it, there's no real like chopping and changing and just moving with what's there. And then it can be there, it can recede a little back, it can go a little bit further. Um, yeah, that 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 old old way of being or doing is just like you have to go in you have to commit you have to go hard and fast and you have to see it all the way through without wavering yeah and like orgasm is the finish line like (laughs) if you don't get there there's something wrong with you or you've failed (laughs) Uh. Yes, and you see that in, like, pop culture and movies and, like, you know, like, erectile dysfunction is, like, the joke of the the century and, like, you're not a man if you can't, you know, mm-hmm. um, finish and see it through. It's like, what the fuck is all of this shit that we're just getting loaded with all the time? And it's just a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Like, sometimes you can 
sometimes you get really swept up in it and it's really heavy and it's really hard but then sometimes you can kind of like take a step back and you're like wow that's all just a made-up load of nonsense that we're all living by but we just don't know it until yeah I guess something happens and or or sometimes it's just like this longing or yearning that we always have more like I know a, a lot of a lot of women that I speak to it's like oh I just there's something there has to be something more there has to be something more there has to be something more because there is um but yeah so it's so absurd sometimes and that's so sometimes it's nice just to take you know a little bit of the seriousness off and have a little bit of levity around like isn't it just a big old joke that we're all feeling the this way about sex mm. but it's so wrong and dirty and shameful what <laughs> uh, what <laughs> yeah and it's it's wild that we we really do take it on as like the absolute truth and yes it it feels like initially it feels like the hardest thing to unravel but yeah it's like when you do get to that point and you kind of stand back and you're like how could I have ever believed that? Like it's absolute (laughs) nonsense. And what I love, we always have the opportunity to create a new story and a new belief Mm. and a new life and a new way of seeing and relating to sex and ourselves and our partner. Like that is always in your power, which is really incredible to know. And I like to remind everyone of that, like you actually have the power to choose something new and, start creating that that new relationship or that new life and yeah it's just it's actually quite a a relief of like yeah this stuff is it can be uncomfortable it can be challenging to move through all the different layers but you can choose a new story Mm. at any point yeah oh yeah this like and i could see it in in your body language earlier there was just this like ah you know your your shoulders sat back and your whole body just kind of like relaxed and I was like isn't it just a relief to be me yeah like isn't it just a relief to let go of this controlling of this trying and like oh isn't this just such a it is like a more pleasurable way of being like Mm -hmm. oh isn't it just such a relief to like let all of that trying go and all of that control go in order to be myself. But yeah, I just really want to honor that that doesn't take away from, you know, it's really hard to change direction yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. It is, it is like, it's so nice to be in a space and it's not to say that I won't be in a really hard place with something else really soon, but like just to presence. Yeah, it is fucking hard and it yeah. is painful and it's hard to practice you know because we're so so used to running away from anything that's painful or uncomfortable that's actually what we're conditioned to do constantly so it's so hard to go I'm gonna lean in Mm. and and feel and practice feeling rejection practice feeling what it feels like on my own um and this is a this is a practice that I had to do for a really long time I actually spent probably nearly a year to 18 months doing it um, was to practice 
because it was so strong for me. This was a really strong thing that I had that, you know, I, I, I could feel how intense it was in my body that I am going to die. If they say no, I'm going to die. Obviously, that wasn't rational or logical. I wasn't going to die. Nothing was going to happen to me. But I had to keep running through that, that through my body because it was so strong in my system that I would just go into complete collapse or freeze or fawn and I wouldn't be able to function as a human. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, super intense. So, like, I could so hold compassion for, like, how difficult it can be in the beginning to practice feeling those things in the body and then to, to it's one thing to then do it on your own but then to like reach out to someone else and to ask for what you need knowing it might be a no yeah um and then to be okay with that like sometimes that, that can take a really long time and be a really slow tender careful process mm-hmm. um yeah to to come into a place of like but it's okay because i've got myself anyway yeah yeah it's but it's so exciting it's so exciting to know that it doesn't have to feel like that forever and that it gets to be (sighs) something new and exciting and expansive and it gets to be like a relief it just gets to be a relief to take up space in your own body. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like this is really <laughs> what we're talking about here is really like the the name of this podcast the good girl unleash it's literally like letting go of that conditioning and what it means to be a good girl and get it right and actually it's like it's a coming home like coming home to you in your true essence and what it means for you to be free and authentic and express in whatever way feels right for you and i feel like so many of us have just been stuck so long like trying to fit into someone else's idea of perfect or right or good and we've really been like trapped and I feel like this is like a liberation of that of like just actually getting to explore and I loved like earlier you used the words like play as you like going through the layers like yes this work can be uncomfortable at times and challenging Mm. but we also get to play and explore and have fun with it and enjoy the journey rather than (laughs) i've got to get to a certain part or like i've got to get from a to b before i can actually enjoy or be happy no we can actually find the beauty in the moment yeah ah yeah yeah, it's definitely that good girl posture that I feel that builds the most armoring in the body. The most, yeah, the the longer and the more intensely we have to wear that mask or be in that body that doesn't feel like ours, that's where we harden and yeah have that that physical bodied protection and that's what creates so much numbness 
in in disconnection and what's like sitting under that is just so much aliveness and sensation and pleasure and pain and yeah all of it is just like sitting underneath that just begging begging (laughs) to be able to yeah take that off (laughs) let me be free How do you expect to have these multi-orgasmic experiences if you're numb, like and disconnected? Like how how is that gonna happen? Like (laughs) and if you're thinking about the next thing you gotta do and like where you gotta be next, like how do you actually expect to have those beautiful experiences if you're not even here to have them? You're in the future somewhere or in the past. You gotta be here to have them. yes so much and then like even it's just like how can you expect to be so like hard and rigid and um like rushed and linear and like every other aspect of your life but then just to expect that you're gonna like soften into this beautiful receiving <laughs> yeah state at home. <laughs> Where's just my, must happen. Where's my remote control sometime? Yeah. <laughs> Receive oh, the time. poor body does not work like that. Oh, yeah. I like to see some, like, think of it sometimes, like, I can feel when part of me is just like, you what? You want me to do what? No. Nah. Yeah. like, cross the arms, like, I don't think oh. so. You can't treat me this way and expect this. Like, it's a relationship. <laughs> Yeah, and like, but how often do we ignore that though? And we go, no, I have to do it anyway. And then that's when like the more numbness and the more pain and the more harming and the more soft trauma builds in the body is every time we don't listen to that, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And we're like, I'm just going to ignore you and do this anyway, even though I can tell that, or like, I guess sometimes we don't have any awareness of it, but I think pretty much most of the time we do have that little niggle in our bodies like we all know it we all can pretend we don't hear it because we do and it's easier and it gets us to where we think we need to be but like every time we push over that little voice that's like hey I actually don't fight I can want this right now or like hey I'm actually like not in a place to be in pleasure right now hey like I need, you know, a, a bath before this to fully relax. I need whatever it is, or I need to not be like exhausted at the end of the work day that I really did not enjoy. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, what we expect. Yeah. To happen when we're bulldozing ourselves, like we're bulldozing ourselves. It's mm-hmm. not anyone else we're we're punishing ourselves just to get to where this external shape of what we think we want is yeah and I think it's through taking that like radical self-responsibility of like I'm actually doing this to myself that's when you reclaim the power of like well if I'm doing it to myself I can stop doing it and I can do something else and it's like even with the like the 
what do I need? Like so many people that I've worked with are like, I don't know what I need. And I have a big question, like a question I ask just repeatedly. I'm like, even if you don't know the answer, that's fine. Just ask the question and see what comes up. Mm. And it's like, what do I need in this moment to support me through this? And it's like, you don't always know because you haven't been asking the question. Like if it's the first time you've asked it, of course, there's going to be confusion, especially if we're in our head analyzing, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? We're not actually mm-hmm. listening. Just ask the question and let it go and see what happens. <laughs> and the more you ask it, the louder your body will get. But in the beginning, it's going to be soft because we haven't been listening for a while. And maybe it means you got to explore, like, let me try and have that. Let me try a bath, like, or let me do some journaling or let me do a meditation or let me like kind of brainstorm ideas and try them out and see how I feel, knowing that maybe one time it doesn't feel like it's the right thing for that particular time, but maybe another time you try it again, it's like, oh, actually that really was supportive, but it is going to take practice and exploration of like, let me just try mm-hmm. this on and see how it feels. Not it let me like, did it work? Like and analyze, did it actually work? Like how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't always feel good. Sometimes it brings discomfort, but that could also be exactly what you needed to meet. So if you have the bath mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm feeling really uncomfortable, like I often can get really in my head and that's an opportunity for me to be with whatever is coming up and meet that yes. discomfort. So it's not necessarily like, oh, this was right because it felt good. Maybe it was right because you actually had to meet what was uncomfortable. So it's more connecting to what is true. Like, what do you need? Not necessarily what you want. What do you need? What will be most supportive? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? There's like that um, ingrained perfectionism of like, oh, I can't, you know, it has to be the perfect thing in the perfect way. Like um, this unwillingness to try different things. And if it's not for you, hey, cool. Like there was no time wasted. Um, but yeah, also this, everything that I do has to make me feel better or yeah. feel good. <laughs> it was like, ah, no, not at all. <laughs> sure if you like want to keep escaping what's actually there but um it just knocks louder and louder (laughs) and louder yeah yeah I had a um I I was listening to one of the talks by one of my mentors and she was talking about how like it's less about like getting away from something painful or getting towards something you desire it's more about like what actually feels true for you and learning how to Mm -hmm. discern what if I'm tuning into what's true or what I believe will uh, avoid pain or get me what I want. And it's like when you can come from that place of what's true, that's when you can actually be directed on your journey that's going to lead to healing or self-discovery or coming into your authentic self. It's like choosing what is true isn't always going to be the easiest path that gets you what you want. It might be actually very uncomfortable and meeting some dark shadows, but that's what you needed to go through in order to get to the other side to maybe get what it is that you want. But it's not why we're doing it. We're doing it because it's true and it's what feels aligned for our journey. Yes. And so much of that takes practice. Yeah. And yeah, that's like exactly what we keep talking about when we're talking about slowing down and going back to basics. Like a lot of this is foundation relationship with ourselves and with 
that trust and that inner voice because like like you say every time um oh all the words have gone but it was um something around that voice being really quiet at the beginning Mm. um because quite often and like you say we spent a lot of time not listening to it so a lot of a lot of the practice is actually building trust again with that voice so it can take up more space and so we can yeah like you said discern um so much more easily but that doesn't sound sexy that doesn't sound juicy that doesn't sound like you know full of <laughs> but it's actually you know it's it's the path that's actually going to get you you know if there was some sort of destination that's actually the slowest path into that is the quickest path to where yeah. you want to be because it's just taking you the quickest way into yourself yeah like yeah yeah it's just yeah. phenomenal the difference that makes yeah I so resonate with that and it's like just saying like slow and steady wins the race kind of thing it's like actually slowing down otherwise you end up like, <laughs> running and rushing around taking all the wrong exits like just going in loops and like thinking oh yeah if I just go faster and harder I'll, I'll get there faster and that even like relates in the bedroom go fast and hard and you'll get the, yeah. the orgasm and the release but actually often it's through slowing down and then through that you get the connection the intimacy and the insights and the wisdom and the awakening and the expansion it's actually yes. like slowing down but we're like i hear it all the time as well of like this is the big thing and i i want to deal with this big thing like because i do a lot of work with trauma it's like a lot of people coming mm-hmm. to me because they're feeling really triggered or they're feeling really uncomfortable and overwhelmed and they want to dive straight into the deep end like just kind of do it all in one go rip off the band-aid and it's it just doesn't really work like that it's overwhelming to the nervous system to just keep like pushing and forcing the most important mm-hmm. thing is actually to create safety inside of yourself and to slow down and feel supported and to hold space and to meet yourself with compassion like you say it's not the sexy juicy like <laughs> buzzword thing it's like Oh yeah, we'll definitely get to lay the integrating of trauma and meeting your inner child. But if you don't feel safe, if you're not resourced, you can't do that deeper work because you're you're still in stress response. You're still in survival and that's not a place to actually open and go deep because it's just going to be really triggering. The most important thing is for you to create safety and actually feel at ease within yourself as much as possible before delving Mm. into those deeper layers and like learning to hold space for yourself so you're not always relying on someone else it's beautiful and really powerful to work with coaches and mentors and other people but if you are always relying on someone else then you're still giving all that power away you want to really create that Mm -hmm. for yourself like how do i implement this like in between coaching calls or in between like so i don't always have to like oh my God, I'm freaking out. Who can help me? Where's that lifeline? Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got the foundations inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. It's just that building capacity, mm. building capacity slowly rather than yeah, exploding out of our own experience all the time mm. is yeah. So, so important. And it's like what we were even talking about those um, experiences that, both of us have had it was actually through stopping 
that actually allowed us to process something really deep that led to us having incredible experiences afterwards and it's like we're not conditioned to think like oh if i stop and just take a moment and just breathe and feel then i'll get to where i want to go <laughs> it's like just keep pushing through it just keep going and it's like um no <laughs> <laughs> or for some people even there's the subconscious fear that they're not even aware of that like if i stop i'll feel and actually that's terrifying for people so going slow is terrifying for most people because they actually don't know how to be in their own experience they don't know how to be in their own sensation that's why we're so addicted to the scroll like any addiction that we have is always just the seeking to not be with the sensation of our lived experience and be yeah. present in the body with and it's just oh <laughs> it's so oh like ah infuriating wild like insane that we're just on this constant escapism from ourselves because we can't be in our present lived experience and in sensation and yeah so it's so hard to to not to sell that to people but to be like yeah actually it's incredible like it's so incredible to be in your body in your sensations even when they feel really overwhelming and intense yeah but sometimes it's a long road to get there yeah and it's and it's so powerful. yeah that's hard to sell <laughs> yeah it, and I, I feel like the the best way for me is actually just sharing my own personal experience and i'm i do my best to be as transparent as I possibly can of like, this hasn't been an easy journey for me. I've had a lot mm-hmm. of ups and downs and challenges and still do. But what I've learned is that it's just so worth it because what's the other option to just stay numb, to just stay disconnected, to just stay escaping? Like, is that really what I came here to experience is escaping? Like, that's just not an option for me and I definitely have I've had many experiences where I'm like nah it's too hard and I've gone back to escaping but then I come back and I don't wrong myself for that I just like acknowledge Mm. you know what that was really hard and I just needed a breather and now I'm back and I'm doing the work and it gets easier and easier like now it's like even like I've noticed pretty quickly if I'm going into some form of distraction or numbing out and then I'm like, okay, what do I need to support myself through this? And is it meditation? Is it screaming? Is it going for a run? Is it having a bath? Is it talking to someone? Like, I've got so many tools that I've just I keep adding to my tool belt, and I remind myself what's in my toolbox. Otherwise, the toolbox gets so overpacked, and you kind of forget what you've got to use. You want to actually mm-hmm. remind yourself of your tool. <laughs> when you're most triggered, you're like. Oh, I don't have anything and you just freak out and it's like overwhelming but if you know what you've got in your toolbox you can be like let me breathe let me check in what do I need and that's why I'm always like repeating certain things and certain questions and like prompts of like okay I'm feeling anxiety coming up or I'm feeling contraction or I'm feeling like I'm getting really irritable what do I need what have I got on my toolbox and just going into that self-inquiry just breathe, breathe, slow down the breath. Mm-hmm. 
something that I find really powerful and I always recommend it and it's really in alignment here because it's something that's not like the sexy practice that's like this isn't it's not, a, it's not about the massive transformation it's actually about slowing down and reconnecting and when you do it often enough or like consistently that's what it's like for me it's like a supplement the more you do it the deeper it takes you and it really supports you when you're feeling that need to distract or escape it brings you back and it's resourcing it's grounding it's calming and it's the felt sensation practice of like just actually breathing and scanning through your body like what sensations am i noticing because often a sensation happens or an emotion starts to come up we internalize and analyze it and freak out like the system is very automatic and very fast of like and we buy into the stories that are attached and we lose ourselves in the overwhelm and then we go to the distracting and numbing out but it's like if we release the story like maybe acknowledge it just put it to the side for a moment and like what do i actually feel oh there's some tension oh there's some tingling or there's like a constriction in my throat and i find when you shift your awareness from all the things that's kind of going on and all the stories and all the chatter to what's actually the sensation in your body it's actually really calming even mm -hmm. if it's an uncomfortable sensation i notice myself instantly calm and i'm like it's maybe it's not anxiety maybe i actually just focus on like there's a bit of racing in my heart or there's a bit of tension mm -hmm. here constriction rather than labeling it because I've often said like anxiety and excitement, the sensations can be very similar, but we tend to jump to conclusions and label something rather than just like, let me just feel this and be with this. And if there is emotion, like well, I'm feeling guilty, where do you feel that? What does it feel like? Where is it being held? Can you meet that with loving presence? And on my app, Raw Embodiment, I have a guided felt sensation practice for anyone that's like, what the hell do I do with everything that we've just learned? <laughs> like, where do I start? But that's like a really like yeah. kind of exactly with what we're talking about, like slowing down and reconnecting to the body. But I'd love to hear from you of something that could be really supportive for, I know we've spoken about a lot of things, but like maybe a starting point or something someone could do now or um, start playing with. Yeah, actually that's, probably very similar to um, what I do as a daily practice. Um, and I think what you touched on there was really important where it's actually really important to have this as a daily practice, not just to pull it out when you need it, yeah. but to have it there every day. So every day you're building capacity. Every day it's in your entrainment so that when you're actually facing situations that um, are highly charged um, it's like a second nature process um, and something I guess that if I want to connect the practice that you've just spoken to um, to something more related to pleasure um, and something that's a little bit more related to being in, yeah, kind of a state of receptivity and surrender would be to, even if it was for, mm, I would say 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day is nothing. You take 10 minutes off scroll time, but first 
um, thing in the morning or kind of like the first morning space that you, you have after maybe you've gone to the bathroom or done whatever you need to do to be awake enough um, to put some music on and to put something that's kind of um, maybe something that makes you feel um, a little bit emotive or kind of like drops you into your feeling state in your body quite quickly. Um, and then bringing that into, I guess, meeting, meeting slowness um, and stillness with, with movement and, and breath. So starting out the practice really, really slow and still maybe. Um, I like to start it um, seated where I can kind of feel um, either on my knees or um, sitting cross-legged on like a cushion or something where I can feel my root really um, physically um, solidly pressed against something. And I can, mm. um, as, as I start to bring bring breath into body so the the practice is just to sit with the music and sit with the body without anything else and and the saying is really leaning into sensation and really breathing into anything that's coming up and just allowing kind of like a slow movement in the spine um, that brings yeah, your, your root closer to the ground um, so that you're kind of bringing like a gentle aliveness in the body without it being overwhelming, without it like activating anything. It's just a real subtle, slow movement. Um, and then kind of just paying attention to how that changes in the body. And as emotions come up, um, there's an invitation to again not think about it, not um, not e not even name it, but just go. Okay, can I just breathe into this and allow this to be here? Maybe five percent more mm. um, with the breath, because I quite often find that when when emotions come up uh, that that feel intense, there's this contraction that sets right in but it's it's just a practice it's really slow it's really subtle of just like how can I subtly lean into this in the body just a little bit more and it doesn't have to be explosive it doesn't have to be a hundred percent it's just like just a small percentage more how can I just turn the dial up a tiny little bit on the feelings in my body um, so that I can build safety in them every day. And I love doing it in the morning because there's kind of uh, like whatever's left over from the, the night before, you know, is kind of sitting there fresh and it's without anything having happened. And it's like, oh, actually, I can just feel into um, what's here today because it's different every morning as well. And then it, it, it builds a regular practice for me to feel into, oh, my body feels different every single day. I feel different every single day. My energy feels different every single day. Whereas if I just get up and I rush into something else during the day, I never notice that. 
Yeah. And I always think it's something in the outside that's always impacting me or coming in and getting me or blah, 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 blah. But it actually gives me a chance of, okay, here I am. Ah, here's my breath. Here's my body. Here I am in some stillness and some slowness. Like, how can I just meet myself today? It's like yeah. a good morning to yourself every day. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so important because it's like, even when we think about those that we might live it, live with or our partner, often it can get to this kind of stagnant place where you don't even greet each other in the morning or you don't even check in like, how are you going? How are you feeling? Like, mm-hmm. Or even at the end of the day, like it can be such a, a stressful day and you like don't even check in with each other at the end of the day of like, how was your day? Like I noticed that definitely happened for me and my partner. Like it just became like we just lived together so we just kind of went through the motions and we forgot to check in with each other. And I think we, we definitely have forgotten if we ever actually did do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're yes. like wondering why we're so disconnected when we're not nurturing that relationship to ourselves. We're not checking in. And I know we, um we probably like, personally had a chat about like kind of the, the language and the communication directly to the Yoni, like, and mm-hmm. we're not even communicating to her and connecting to her and asking what she wants and if she actually Mm. wants to have this sexual encounter we're often going from our heads of well i think i want this or i am meant to want this or like we've read something like the buzzwords on (laughs) through our scrolls and like oh that'd be good like i I should want that or i should have that and we're actually checking in like is this actually what feels aligned for me is this what i desire to experience and just checking in with yourself every day and I find like that's just such a powerful practice like what you've shared with us of actually just Mm. breathing taking that moment to start slow because otherwise you can just get up get caught up in the the whirlwind of like the day is just kind of flowing into each other and it's just you go into that autopilot but if you can take those few moments in the morning just to slow down check in feel whatever is present move a little bit and allow some of that energy to actually start moving and flowing you'll find that the day just unravels very very differently yes and there's so the invitation there um if it feels um comfortable and safe in your practice you know what i tend to do as well like i said to um i guess what i wasn't saying out loud was that that root connection was yeah starting to feel into the the energy activating in the yoni yeah um and if it is if it is safe in your practice and you desire to like what i quite often do is it, it, there's a placement of one hand over my vulva and one on my heart and and that's part of the process too is like sometimes when you bring that physical presence um to those areas it allows the voice of those those you know power centers to be a little bit amplified as well um and then it's as the practice increases yeah you're asking asking questions Mm. um about your desire about your heart like you're checking in with your centers how does my pussy feel today how does my heart feel today Mm. like what do I want what do I not want how how, yeah it's it just builds into yeah just being able to be really intuitive and intimate and communicative with yourself yeah 
And it's just honouring these different parts and giving them a voice because for far too long a lot of them have been shut down and suppressed and silenced. And it's yeah. creating that space for those different parts of you to speak rather than the mind kind of always getting the microphone, like, let's shoot that. <laughs> and, like, or the megaphone just, like. <laughs> and the- so aggressive sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> And it's like, I love the mind and I, I love like the different places it can take me. And I often have a giggle where it does take me, but it's, mm. it's like, that's a massive shift where it used to just like do my head in kind of thing of like, where I just, it was mm-hmm. so painful, the constant chatter. Whereas now I just have so much love and compassion for all the different parts of me, including the mind. It's, it's not about like, let's now shut down the mind. The mind is wrong and let's embrace all these other parts. It's actually like, let's embrace it all and love it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give it and how can they advice. become partners? Yeah. 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 Let's work together. Like It's a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a holistic yeah. model of balance yeah. for sure. <laughs> Oh, thanks so much for this beautiful conversation. I'm always like astounded where these journeys go because we don't necessarily have a plan before these calls. We just like really follow the flow and um, tune in and see what wants to come through. So just really loving this whole conversation. Is there any kind of final words or anything that you would like to share before we start to close off? (sighs) Ah. Hmm. I'm just going to settle into my body a little bit. Yeah, I guess I just want to say, yeah, (laughs) fuck yeah. Just, yeah, this, it actually is bringing some stuff for me now where I'm like, oh, for me, even that was a really, um, word-driven conversation um if that makes sense normally um and I guess that's the nature of being in a podcast um (laughs) versus a workshop but normally there's a lot of I like to create a lot of space so yeah I guess now's a really good time to just take some space and just inviting everyone to take a deep inhale through the nose letting that soften and fill their belly just letting go with a sigh taking another deep inhale through the nose together taking another deep inhale through the nose together Just taking a moment here to tune into any subtle vibrations in the body. Just maybe noticing any parts that have been activated through that conversation. Any parts wanting to be anywhere else. Just 
taking a moment to be in the stillness of listening. Not looking for anything, not trying to fix or change anything. And if I can speak to what's arising for me in the listening, I can feel this really tender spot in my heart. And as I breathe into it, I can feel my eyes starting to well with tears. And I can just feel this really deep compassion and gratitude and just reverence for anyone. that has said yes to this longing inside them to have more connection to themselves and to have more connection to life. And... Yeah, just a real gratitude for all the women that I have worked with and those that I will work with in the future and and the women that I've just been in circles with and spaces with where I've been able to witness the cracking open of their hearts and their wounds and just this deep surrender of control into being witnessed and their most powerful and vulnerable states of just being. Um, Yeah, and just so much gratitude for you, Monique. And yeah, how much you share yourself with your community and how much you have shared yourself um, with us and with with me and our um, brief and online relationship, um, how much you've allowed me to feel you 
yeah, it's just ah, so humbling. And yeah, it feels my body was so much love and relaxation. Like I really feel like I can relax into my body when we talk to each other. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that beautiful gift because I know what it takes um, to be able to get to that place and to be able to offer that is huge. <sighs> Thank you so much. I so received that. And so much gratitude for you coming on here and sharing your wisdom and yeah, it's been a really incredible journey. And I know there's going to be so many people out there that listen to this and receive so much and just really opening up to people to what's possible when we do choose us and choose our bodies and really say yes to that longing. And I'm really celebrating everyone that does say yes to that longing and to themselves because, yeah, it, it's definitely or hasn't been for me an easy journey, but definitely so worth it. And I'm just receiving so much from all the work that I've put in and I see it in so many other people that, like that I've worked with or that have worked with other mentors and coaches and they share their experiences just when we come together and support each other on this journey. It's just it's really, really incredible. Um, and I'm so grateful that we have met and I'm really looking forward to the other magic that we have in store. <laughs> um, like you said, like this is kind of more of a conversation today and quite wordy, but I'm really looking forward to the workshop that that you're putting together for like inside um, the membership that I've currently got. Um, do you want to share a little bit about what we might be exploring in that workshop just for anyone that might be interested in joining us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so we're going to be exploring um, through like, oh, my love is for you really experiential uh, journeys when it comes to teaching or workshops so we're going to be doing it um, through a beautiful cacao ceremony so we're going to start to yeah just to soften and to crack open the heart a little bit um, as we kind of, yeah, unravel through some practices and some teachings um, around how layers of guilt and shame can be um, placed on our bodies. And, yeah, we're going to go into a beautiful womb journey and a yoni connection or pussy connection or vulva connection, whatever words. Um, that you feel um, most empowered using, which is something that we will probably go through as well, is the um, powerful language around our sex center. And, yeah, just just doing what we're talking about today, but in practice is just the slowing down, the meeting, the exploring of the relationship, Um and coming into a deep listening into how that relationship wants to evolve as well. 
Um, so yeah, it's going to be really soft and slow and yeah, really supportive. Just like the energy of it feels really beautiful and I'm super excited for it as well. Um, it, really feels like, it feels like taking what we've talked about today and actually embodying it, like putting it into practice. Because often it's like we can listen to podcast episodes or teachings and like, that's great, but what do I do next? And I, I feel like that workshop is going to be, it's going to be probably about a three-hour workshop. We actually learn how to embody this and give you those tools to put in the toolkit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. definitely feels like the next step. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super glad that yeah we've had this conversation I feel like that really sets the foundations um for that workshop as well for people that are ready to take that that next step on this journey thank you awesome well thanks so much um how can people find you if if there's any current offerings um that or how you're working with clients at the moment that you'd like to share but mainly how can people find you if they want to learn more and delve deeper yeah, I'm on Instagram as Temple of Rose um, and my website is templeofrose.com. I'm actually in a little rebirthing stage with my offerings at the moment, um, mainly for a lot of the things that we've been talking about today. I really want to change how a lot of them are paced and to... Um, really honor the slowness of the the female body and the nervous system that's required um so i'll be having yeah those reinvigorated offerings coming out soon and and how i really want to work with um women in a way that's in integrity with yeah everything i've um, come to understand about the female body and the heart and um, the nervous system and around like genuine embodied pleasure as well so but yeah if you if you tune in there those will be coming out soon and then yeah if you want to reach out and just speak to me about what some of them are coming through you are welcome to as well amazing well i'll pop those links below just so they're easy to find and it's easy to find you um thanks so much i'm super excited to to share this with the community and super excited for the workshop that's coming up (laughs) (laughs) me too thank you you're welcome I am about to guide one of the most powerful and potent masterclasses that I have ever guided. This is the Embody Live Masterclass beginning October 16th and I would love for you to be there. This is a three-day live masterclass that is for you if you're ready to step into your fullness, your authenticity and uniqueness to really embrace all of you and reconnect to your true essence. We'll be delving into so much goodness here, divine masculine, divine feminine energies, how to really balance these and balance the giving and receiving so that you can be really 
you can really become magnetic to the life, the experiences, the connections that you truly desire. And it's going to so deeply support you with what we have discussed today about releasing the am I doing it right and being able to discover what is right for you so that you can live the aligned life that you desire. And currently you can get this entire masterclass with all of the incredible bonuses for only $27. This price will be increasing to $57 very soon. So if you're resonating, find the link below, see what's involved and jump in. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.